0: Good to me. Oh,
1: somebody's honking the horn. Somebody wants to come pick me up.
0: Did your nipples tell you that somebody okay. was honking the horn?
1: No, I heard the horn. I found my water and I found my phone just in a different spot in the room. Okay.
2: <laughs> Where'd you go, Zach?
1: Yeah, thank you. Well, the phone's dead anyway, so it's not going to get in the way of our recording, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Game of Owns. Did we start? I was. I was I th- that was a pretty good start.
2: Yeah, I was very energetic.
3: Sorry. I'm I wish we had started. I wish we had started <laughs> and that all of you there would have heard a start.
2: I wonder, I'm just going to like ballpark it and say mm-hmm. that 85% of the owns that we'll get today will just say Peter Dinklage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why?
0: did he Was he in this episode?
2: <laughs> I saw your yeah.
3: tweet, Kate. Uh, I saw your tweet just before we started. Peter Dinklage yes. Wins all of the Emmys from now until the end of time. Didn't know they could do that.
2: (laughs) Didn't even know. Gazed into my crystal ball. Saw that happening. That was a surprise.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Welcome to Game of Thrones, ladies and gentlemen. If you want justice, you've come to the wrong place. (laughs) But if you want to listen to us, you've come to the right place. Oh yeah! Actually,
2: I was looking for justice. Uh, I guess I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> yeah, because, well,
1: just well actually, to out, yeah,
0: no justice. Zach, uh, you do recall mm-hmm. Friday's episode? Um, nope. Kate was going to be <laughs> well. You you did edit it together, so I hope that you recall yeah, it in some capacity. I remember it, it was Kate a great episode. Kate was supposed to be doing this show by herself. Um, Ooh, so, yeah. So uh, really,
2: yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't think that's gonna happen.
0: Well, no, all you have to do, as you, you've you already stated, is say Peter Dinklage, and that's it. The show's over. And Peter Dinklage. Oh, yeah. You episode. I'll pick episode. up my
2: mic off my desk and drop it, mm-hmm. and then and Please recording. don't.
3: It's new. It
2: is. It's it not. It doesn't deserve <laughs> that. What did it ever do to you? There that's, can be no
3: higher justice, though, than the justice of the gods. Do we agree here? Um, laws yes. of
2: gods and men. The
3: laws or physics. of gods and physics. Physics
1: are pretty unforgiving. <laughs>
3: it would seem that Tyrion, knowing this, has evoked the justice of the gods to determine his fate.
2: God, He was so good. I'm sorry. Everybody's gonna be talking about this episode all week. And there's I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've just gotta say it. You guys made fun of me for giving Peter Baelish the own last time because it was like so obvious. <laughs> but the the thing about the thing about this episode is I was not expecting Peter Dinklage to pull that out I've, i mean he's always been a great actor but he scared me i'm a little yeah. i'm scared it's i knew it had trouble. to
3: come i knew it absolutely had to because he's walking up in the courtroom and this is episode what is it six and i was like no this has to be the career performance of peter dinklage here otherwise he's just going to get overshadowed by all the other actors on the show i said nope they're setting him up his character has had so many zingers throughout the years this whole episode, in a way, the whole trial, at least, was oh, like a replay of <laughs> yeah. all of his greatest zingers. It was like Tyrion's greatest hits. Oh, yeah. Replayed by the people he said them to, which was cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> but, you know, the end. at the end, we got the new bit, which ended the episode. And, and the episodes, I'm not used to them ending at like 8.53, like seven minutes early. I'm like, no, give me more. But really, it was a definitive end to that episode. We're just going to have to see... If the gods favor
1: him. I didn't see it coming, guys. When Jamie had the conversation with Tywin about going to the wall, I was like, oh my gosh, does this connect the storylines of all the stuff that's happening up there? And if he goes up here, Tyrion is mixed into some real danger and not just hanging out with the politic crowd that he's been with the past few you know seasons. And I guess we could say books, right? I mean, yeah. he's... He's been mixed around in a lot of stuff. You know, where he met Shay, which we also learned from this episode, was, you know, a pretty dangerous situation for him. And let's not forget all that he ran into on the way to the veil vale with the shield. And there was lots of, of cool stuff we've got to see Tyrion do. But I, for one, was really excited when I heard of this prospect. So I did not see this sort of cataclysmic earth shaking ending speech in the middle of his trial or at the end of his trial, I guess, sort of in the middle, depending on where Mace decides to put it. But in, inside of my mind, guys, I'm, I'm wondering and I'm questioning and I'm going to need your help here. Have we officially said goodbye? Are we saying goodbye now? This is the the middleest episodes of what we could call, I guess, the middle season. Are we saying bye to older Game of Thrones now revisiting so many themes in this episode and I feel like transitioning forward? I feel like there's going to be no looking back now that Tyrion said his bit.
3: It's, it's certainly possible. I've, I've thought, for one, that the, Tyrion's love for Shay would be one to endure. Um, even, you know, with his parting words to her previous episodes, nearly killed him to say that. But here, she's scorned, and she came back and kind of put the nail in the coffin. Do you think that it was her actions more than anybody else's that made the going to the wall not a reality that made him snap and say those things to the the court without his face,
2: when he says, Shay, don't, he looks at her. I've never seen an actor look so miserable, look (laughs) so absolutely crushed in his soul. They only gave me three Gatorades in my treatment.
1: I said fierce. Great.
3: Sorry. (laughs) Zach, to to your, to your question, it's a different Tyrion because yet again, he has been betrayed. I mean, it's not even a true story that she tells, of course, um, But she, once again, is his undoing. And and this is like, he's had it this time. Like, this is just, he's not having it anymore. He wants either to die or to be let go. No wall, no chains anymore. Give me trial by combat and let the gods sort it out.
0: Well, he doesn't trust, right, in what Jamie's telling him. He brings up Ned, which I thought was a great callback to Mm -hmm. what Joffrey ended up doing. And Jamie brings up the point that, this is Tywin, it's not Joffrey, but who's to believe anything that Tywin has to say as it relates to Tyrion? Right. Though I think Tywin wants to settle the situation in the easiest way possible, and that is, in this case, by having Jaime agree to leave the King's Guard and for Tyrion to go off to the Wall. But as was mentioned, I think it even started before, as soon as Shay walked in, you could see how deflated Tyrion was. You could mm-hmm. see the emotional shift in his face.
1: I shifted emotionally. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> let me let me ask you guys a question about, about um, the interaction between <laughs> Jamie and Tywin. Um, I wanted to see if you guys felt this way too. When Jamie goes and basically offers himself up on a platter to Tywin mm-hmm. and says, listen, if you let Tyrion live, you get what you want. I'll leave the King's guard. I will carry on the Lannister name. Mm-hmm. And before he can even get the words all the way out of his mouth tywin instantly has agreed yep and that was suspect to me i immediately thought tywin's Mm -hmm. been planning this Uh this is is exactly what he wanted this is why he's squeezing Tyrion to get what he wants out of jamie yeah
1: I i was wondering when i was watching it at that moment does this mean that he's known all along who the real conspirators are and does the necklace maybe give him even more of an idea of who the conspirators are and just the fact that This doesn't seem like Tyrion's handiwork at all. I think that maybe him already maybe planning to send Tyrion to the wall is sort of his unofficial way inside of his own mind saying maybe the people that really did it should just for now not get prosecuted because it doesn't really work in the steps that I'm trying to build right now. Right. Great
0: point. Yeah, because let's think about this. Shea didn't come up with that whole speech by herself. She was recalling information that was given to her. Now, whether it was given to her by Cersei or whether it was given to her by Tywin... Those are the only two people that could have provided her with that kind of information.
1: The details were suspect, man. I felt like Cogman was feeding these guys the lines the whole time because who else would remember that much?
2: (laughs) Writers. I thought Shay, Shay was obviously being compelled beyond what was being presented to us. Clearly, there's someone pulling the strings. She looked pretty miserable as well because obviously her feelings for Tyrion are still intact. She, she did not look like she was enjoying giving that speech at all. I don't know
3: about that. Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. And man, was she, I think yes, she was. Yes,
0: please she, enlighten Kate on was. this, Eric.
2: <laughs> I think you're about to scorn me. No, I, I think if you go back and watch that scene and watch her face really closely, I feel like the, her acting was tremendous too. There's, there to me looks like there's a storm raging inside of her as well. She, she looks profoundly uncomfortable. Um, and she is. She looks back at Tyrion several times regretfully. No. The other, I, I, I No. I don't what think do you mean? No. Doesn't do it for
3: me. I'm sorry. It doesn't. If she had Tell any it. feelings, okay. if she had any feelings for Tyrion, she wouldn't be at his trial. Come on, not his trial. Well, she'd be no, dead. Not where she. Th- that's exactly. the alternative. She yeah, exactly. Man. She. He had a plan to get her out of the city, and it took his screaming and shouting at her to get her to go. And it's a little curious that she's back. She either did get on the ship, or Bronn, in fact, did betray. Tyrion, and maybe Podrick too, for all I can remember about who said she was safe. But she came back, and I really think that she enjoyed saying those things uh, that, about Tyrion because he refused her. He called her a whore, and she is happy to go and play that part because she is scorned and she is pissed off. She should not be anywhere in that room if she still has any feelings for him because her testimony is what really sealed the deal and brought the house down. Everybody felt
0: that. But don't you think that was an... Well, I was going to say, don't you think that that was intentional, uh, but I don't know that if, in fact, somebody along the lines of Tywin wanted uh, Tyrion to just sit there and take it and to go and agree uh, to go to the wall, that, in fact, he would have allowed somebody like Shay to testify. Perhaps it was Cersei. Perhaps she was the one who orchestrated this whole thing, because... And and this is a completely different subject, but it, it definitely relates. How the how do they do trials in in the uh, in Westeros? I mean, every witness that was called was for the Cersei and against Tyrion. Isn't Tyrion allowed to call anybody to his defense?
3: He was able to ask Varys a question. Does that count? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: well, I think that was a very important question by the way, and it was uh, yes, a very important was. answer
3: no, I mean, he was witty for doing that I, I I don't know how they all I know is that trial by combat is the right of the accused, and this goes above you know man. this goes all the way to the gods in the books that we read about Duncan Egg as well in that Duncan Egg book, we read The Hedge Knight then mm-hmm. trial by combat, it's there too. Yeah. You know, this is an ancient tradition.
0: And uh, as I tweeted out earlier, Tyrion is one and zero as it relates to trial by combat. So well, I think he figures he has the best odds. Uh, he he knows that he's pretty much screwed in any other scenario. So why not give him the best shot and choose trial by combat?
3: Now my question, kind of, is: Will he still be allowed to call a champion? Uh, like he was the last time trial by combat. I mean, this time if he asks for his brother, his brother's only got one arm. And you know what if Bron says no? Like I- I'm a little worried about Bron. I don't think I'll be able to handle Bron's betrayal. Because if Shay is here, if Shay is here, it means she probably didn't get on that boat. And Bron said she did. So what's going on? Like I, I don't want him to call Bron and then Braun say, oh actually I'm for the other side. Sorry.
1: <laughs> These they're just listening to us sit here speculate like, "Yeah, what what is happening, guys? I I don't know what's going on with Shay. I don't know why she would do this. I would consider the fact that maybe she wanted to stay alive and maybe maybe she knew that Tyrion was just going to be sent to the wall. I I don't know. All I know is that they they had a disagreement, but I don't think any disagreement would would push someone to this level of very seriously cementing their conviction, you know?
2: Yeah, mm. that's what I I think that uh... As you said, Eric, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned, but I don't think she's the murderous type.
3: Wait, what is she doing there, then? Shouldn't she have died rather than betray the one she loved?
1: Well, maybe she doesn't want to do that either. I, the
3: trial okay, <laughs> right. the trial is hearsay until I mean, that that's point, understandable. where someone on the absolute inside says they conspired to kill. And this goes back to Baelish's plan involving Sansa. It's just too... It's unfortunate, is all, that they involved Sansa in this whole thing, how she carried... The necklace, um, what do I want to say, it's just, I, I really am not comfortable with what happened in, 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 in that light, and I think that Shay has no duty being there, except, unless it's to convict Tyrion, she must have known what she was doing, I'm sorry, nobody fucks around at this late in the game, like... She knew what she was doing. She was there to convict Tyrion.
2: What if, I mean, like I said before, let's say Tywin has been putting the squeeze on Tyrion specifically to force Jamie out of the Kingsguard and carry on the Lannister line because clearly that's extremely important to him. Yeah. What if he was able to know that eventually this plan would come into fruition and Jamie would leave the Kingsguard and he would be able to send Tyrion to the Wall and he was able to compel Shay with that? Say, I need you to give an absolutely airtight account that Tyrion is guilty but rest assured, he will not be killed. And she said, okay, I'm mad at him, but as long as he doesn't die, I'm, I'll, I'll do whatever you say.
3: I find it very unlikely that he would give the time of day to Shae. Um, That he specifically would care anything about her or what she says or what she wants. They had enough of a case, they felt, because they had all of Westeros, all, the, all of the council was there to testify against Tyrion. They don't need this um, testimony it was offered.
0: I don't think it was offered by her. I remember there in the episode where Joffrey dies, in the scene where uh Tyrion gives the book to Joffrey, there's talk beforehand between Tywin and Cersei, and Tywin mm-hmm. says, Bring her to the tower before the wedding. Yeah. So he is very much aware of Shay and who she is. Now he didn't know Joffrey was going to die, but once that situation materialized, if they were able to get to Shay before she got on that boat, then it's possible he could have then turned her in a way against Tyrion by promising her money, by promising her her life. I, but she was very in love much, with him.
3: She was loved by him, and all I can say to that is that her face didn't look beaten or bruised, so if they tortured her, it wasn't. You know, in a very obvious way.
1: I, I don't think it came to that. Basically, what we're looking at here is a pretty convenient situation for the Lannisters if they're looking to convict someone in order to shake a hand on the other way—a little sleight of hand. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like it's all too convenient, and Tywin's not the kind of person that would allow Tyrion's whore to be a uh, what's it called—a witness at this trial, unless. He was very well vetted on on what was going to happen. Well, I just don't feel like Shay would just be a witness to come. Oh, let's just call up Tyrion's whore. She's a witness, but you know? but
3: but her uh, going going back to like her being the screw that undid the the whole thing here um, at the trial. Her testimony made Tyrion lose his freaking mind and say that that actually right. ruins. That ruins Tywin's plans at having Jaime at Casterly Rock and having Tyrion at the wall because he flipped out and demanded trial by combat. So either they have to kill him or let him go. Well, that ruins everything. So if Tywin had known that, I think he would have been, I think Tywin would have been a little bit more careful is all I'm saying. And I think that now, now Jaime's off the hook. Jaime doesn't have to go and swear, you know, to, uh, well, because Tyrion's not going to be, or yeah, Tyrion's not going to be left alive. So it's the it deal's off. Essentially, West Tywin doesn't, no matter what, this point forward, Tywin doesn't get what he wants. And Jamie can stay on the King's Guard. It's
0: because it got to the point where Tyrion was completely denigrated. He was completely embarrassed. This mm-hmm. is the one person that, maybe with the exception of Jamie and Braun, that he genuinely cares about in his life. And she went up there and completely hung out all of his dirty laundry and made him out to be somebody that he's not she lied about him they on so many different levels and the whole thing was contrived the whole trial the whole defense of of there first of all there was no defense of Tyrion which you know it seemed like the only way that that was going to happen was if Tyrion was able to speak for himself but all these witnesses that were called you know Marin Trant Meister Pycelle Cersei Varys they were all called in an order that was setting up Tyrion for this murder. And then Shay talking about him stealing from Pycelle and, you know, because Sansa wouldn't go to bed with him, he offered to kill Joffrey because of all the things that happened in the past. There were too many things that Shay was knowledgeable about that a handmaiden never would have been knowledgeable about. Uh, You know, there were seeds that were planted by Cersei, by Tywin, she she was forced into the situation and who knows what her reward is for it.
3: Well, you, you, I don't think you can be forced into that kind of situation.
0: Well, um, the show will show us. How I could she not be forced into that situation? By choosing
3: to die instead. I'm sorry. The people you love, you just do that for them.
0: Well, that's the only alternative here.
3: I mean, if they were that vicious, if they thought they really couldn't make a case without her, um, she she just never should have agreed to that situation because she knows the story of the last whore that Tyrion married. Um, you know, and how she let him down as well. How she turned out to be completely fake, and now Shay is gone and done pretty much the same thing. So it's 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 just a shame. After all that Tyrion did for Shay, a shame,
0: <laughs> shame. what <laughs> <He sort laughs> I did there. It's
3: just a shame. <laughs> there we go. Yeah,
2: I was gonna um talk about Varys for a second because this is the first time we've seen him in a little he while. He was
3: great. He was great. And,
2: and I was curious about his um his testimony against Tyrion um because it it was very negative and Tyrion asks him his question he he says I I can't remember maybe you guys one of you guys wrote it down but he says uh, you know you remember how cool you thought I was (laughs) did you did you forget about what the cool guy that you're talking to (laughs) and and Varys looks at him very sorrowful expression and he said unfortunately I don't forget anything um or, or something along those lines and um that was really interesting too, this, this exchange, because I was, I was honestly surprised that Varys would turn his back on Tyrion. I knew he, we, we learned in an earlier episode that he was going to be testifying against him. But to be so completely, um, truthfully, he, he said things that were true, but, but to paint him in the most negative light, um, there's something that Varys feels that Tyrion is in the way of. Um, and I am. I, I thought that was very interesting. Well,
0: they did make a point of including that scene in the trailer. Uh, actually, a couple of scenes, or not in the trailer, but in the last time on Game of Thrones, or previously on Game of Thrones, there was a couple of scenes that they called back to, and and that was actually one of them when when that initial conversation took place between uh, Tyrion and Varys after Blackwater when he's lying in bed all bandaged up. And I know how they like to kind of jog people's memories a little bit, and I think that it, for Tyrion, you know, he wants so desperately at that moment for somebody to believe in him and for somebody to show some part of his character and and the and really speak on behalf of him and say, you know, despite his comment to Varys on the, in during the small council meeting about kings dropping like flies he saved the city and you know he goes on that rant later on in the episode um, where he talks about that he saved all the people that were sitting in that room and I think Varys deep down still acknowledges that I think what was the line he says sadly my lord I never forget a thing so I I think that that was his way of telling Tyrion don't worry Yeah. even though I didn't bring this up you know I have to protect my own ass first of all that's what yeah. Varys is thinking, right. and the only way that I do that is by testifying here and bringing up something that you said that you know you probably shouldn't have said to Joffrey, uh, right. but how many lines like that are there that he says throughout the course of the series? And, and that's Tyrion's ultimate undoing in this entire situation is things that he said. Not necessarily yes. even things that he's done, but right. things exactly. that he's said. He, he's just a loud mouth. That's, that's kind of well.
3: where he, what he meant, I guess, by saying, I'm on trial for being a dwarf because nobody likes him. Because, people, because he, of his pers- it's, a, it's an assassination of his personality,
1: really. I think it, it goes down to the roots if you look at it. He sort of sees it as this has been his negative check since the beginning. Like, you're a cool guy, maybe funny jokes, you're still a dwarf. And it's been sort of a, a blasé thing where people maybe cast him aside or – don't consider him as equal as the rest of them. So I feel like that's a big part of why all these people felt so comfortable with just lying through their teeth about this guy, just right in front of him, not to mention the people that he knew and people that he's been very close to before, but just in general in front of gods and men and Tywin sitting on the throne, just lying.
2: There was, uh, speaking, getting back to Varys, there was that wonderful scene between Varys and Oberyn.
3: Does Varys want the throne or was he just tired of speaking to Oberyn?
2: Here's what... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was like, it might be a little bit of both. Um this is what I took out of that exchange between Varys and Oberyn when Varys says that the only thing that he desires um and he he looks meaningfully at the iron throne and he walks away. Clearly he's not desiring it for himself, right? We can we can safely say that there's no way that Varys himself is going to sit the iron throne and be king of Westeros. I do
1: mean literally. Yeah.
0: Varys or Lord Varys. <laughs> <laughs> both work.
2: He's no lord.
3: (laughs) Nobody's really obligated to call him a lord. But
2: I think what he, what he desires, and, and frankly, I don't think he has to work very hard anymore at it is to control that throne, um, which it sounds like he's done for quite some time. And so. What he has desired has already come to pass, and what he what he wants to continue to do is be able to control that throne. So that's the only thing that I could think of that Tyrion might have threatened for him is the control of that throne.
3: So you're saying Varus was somehow coerced as well into mm,
2: not maybe not externally, but certainly internally. Varus sees all the pieces. He knows, he knows what's going on in that small council meeting. He's the one that says, Oh, by the way, Daenerys has a lot of dudes and, Oh, three dragons and two <laughs> battle pardoned knights that are advising her. Um, anybody worried about that? My, my favorite, I think my two favorite things from this trial came from Meister Picel saying like, well, Jorah's is still a spy for us, right? And Varys is yeah. like, uh, dude, no, that, has not been the case for like years. Like he started what?
1: that way, but have you seen the queen? She's pretty attractive. So yeah, she's. It didn't last very hot. long.
2: And then Cersei being like, "Well, she doesn't even have an army." And Varys is like, "Um, actually, she has quite a few people, and oh, some dragons also." Yeah. Um, I like, I love how nobody. They they made a good point of of raising these super basic questions about Daenerys, showing that nobody has been considering her a real threat. Nobody has been giving her any space in their mind. They're all very concerned with internal affairs, and they, have, they haven't they have been bothered keeping tabs on her, and, and I think that's going to bite them in the ass.
1: Oh, definitely. Before, it was a question of, okay, will this ever happen? But now we know she has conquered places, plural, and these are established places with big stone walls. The same kinds of stone that are outside of your walls and your little keeps and little buildings and stuff. And she very angrily will come with those things just as she did to those places. And like
3: Varys, going back to him in this episode, he must know or have some inkling that his rival, that that Baelish, is the one who was behind some of these things. Um, I mean, he must know or be severely interested in learning the truth about what the hell has been happening at King's Landing all this time, for him to come in here, and he's not wary, he's not um, on the edge of his seat at all, he's just total blasé about the whole thing, and he plays the game, and he gets into the trial and gets out of the trial. I'm just thinking, man, what cards is this guy holding underneath at all? Um, he's got to be he's got to be on red alert right now. I yeah. gonna say he's on red alert.
1: <laughs> focus. He's, he's got to no, well, be, be on red alert. No. Well, maybe both. He's got to be on red alert though. I mean,
3: if your rival, be. if Baelish, the other guy who used to have be the guy who you chat with in the throne room.
0: Time um, will tell. I do I, I don't know. I mean, I think his focus right now is on the situation at hand and what impacts him the most is what's going on in King's Landing and Kate brought up the fact that Danny is mentioned at the small council meeting. The fact that she's got eight thousand unsullied, a bunch of second sons. She's got Mormont. She's got Selmy. She's got three fucking dragons. Who Cersei oh, yeah. just kind of oh, blows yeah. off and like, oh, small dragons. He's like, yeah, but by yeah. the way, they kind of grow every year. So yeah, we can keep, to the audience saying, every keep saying they're small. You know, <laughs> they're like little Charmanders, but eventually they're gonna be Charizards. And you're gonna they're be. They're Charmillians
1: right now. Can we agree that we've seen the burning goats, Eric? Can you agree the Charmeleons?
3: They're Charizards, man. Come on! Yeah, is, and I'm sure that in I'm sure that in wait. the in the past fifteen years, there had to be a better like a something that Charizard evolves into. I'm sure there is. So, <laughs> I would think that they're Charizards now, and they may get bigger.
0: Cersei got shut down a lot at that small council meeting because she yeah. also made the yeah, comment about Selmy, to which Tywin said Joffrey didn't die on his watch. So. Yeah. Yeah, she got yes. burned bad.
2: Yeah, and then he said, "Yeah, dismissing him was uh, shortsighted and was stupid." Was insulting
1: as it was stupid.
2: <laughs> there you go. And Amazing. that he was—I mean,
1: he was that insulted to leave and to join Daenerys. It was like. Okay, I'm not going to bother with the War of the, the Five Kings, which is a very short song in the grand scheme of things. What I will do, on the other hand, is travel as far as I can east until I see some dragons. And when I see the dragons, she'll be there. I'll probably use a better way to get there, but you understand. Oh, yeah, I
3: think Tywin definitely understands what motivates Barristan Selmy um, you know, or what has motivated him to do what he has done. Uh, It doesn't make him any more comfortable, of course, because you're talking about the fall of the Lannisters, the fall of Westeros, all these other things when Danny does ring the bell. Um, But he he totally understands the man, and I think he was right to call, you know, the late Joffrey out on dismissing him. Let's talk
2: about dragons, guys.
1: What about dragons?
3: Let's look always.
2: east. Let's look at. Let's let's hold our hands over our eyes. The palantir the is a sun. dangerous tool, Kate. And- <laughs> can we? <laughs> everyone, everyone, put your hand on the palantir. Let's well, we are
0: we going east? Are we stopping in Bravos first? Are we going? Yes, we
2: are. Okay, we are right, now, you, know,
3: the, you know those Unsullieds, I, I've been to Essos, and uh, they're quite <laughs> impressive on the battlefield. Uh, oh yes, they are. Tell not not so <laughs> much impressive in the bedroom. Um, you
2: guys, you guys, make him sound Irish. Nope. Oh, they're very impressive. The uh,
0: <laughs> lucky <laughs> Charms.
2: me, Lucky Charms.
1: Sorry. Anyway.
2: Um, the Iron but Break of Davos. Uh, yeah, Davos uh, and Bravos.
1: Davos and Bravos. That's,
2: that's my note for that whole scene Davos and uh, Bravos.
1: L- opening shot. We got to see the big guy. We got to see the boats. We got to see your grace. Oh, and Davos mm-hmm. in a, an exterior circumstance? I mean, what was that like? In the
3: opening sequence when we saw the city be built the way it does, you know, in its little motor work play thing, uh, the knight was like an action figure. It whoosh, like drew its sword. <laughs> it was pretty friggin' cool. <laughs> I hope they do that every time we see Davos.
2: So Stannis, uh we, we find out exactly what Stannis' statistics are in this in this episode. We find Stannis the he, mass. Has, he has Santa Manus has 4,000 men. <laughs> he has 4,000 men, 32 ships and zero food. Yes. And the, the iron bank <laughs> decides that that's not a good investment. Um, probably rightfully so, but then Davos, he stands up and he, he tells it like it is.
3: He shows them the hand.
2: He gets, he gets his little nubs out and that's pretty scary. And, yeah. uh, and then they're like, whoa, that guy's got nubs. And then they, they give him some money. Which oh, I thought, how was did cool. you do that? Well, with we don't know fingers. that they we
3: don't know that they give him money. We know well, that we they, do. You no, know, they look they look knowingly, right? They're just like,
2: hmm. But then he goes and he finds Salador San telling a really bad pirate joke that I knew the punchline to when he started it. Oh. And then and Davos <sighs> drops some some coin on him and it says, "There's a chest of that waiting back with your wife." Oh, uh,
3: okay. Ha, ha. I didn't quite get that scene, but now I understand. So they did get the money then. Yeah, of course. They did did well, you see, see that? that
1: cool coin carrier? Do you think that that's anything so he would cool. have just well, hanging out? I just,
3: I just love how Stannis was. <laughs> Stannis finds himself in well, now he's in Davos's debt. I mean, yet again, Davos's loyalty for this man has proven to be awe-inspiring. Um, and when I have to say, there was I usually don't pay attention to social media during the episode, but when Stannis was first shot down. Uh, by Mark Addis's character in the Iron Bank, there was a wonderful tweet that was sent out right away, and I, I absolutely have to share this with you. It's by Megan L12 on Twitter, who who just quoted. This was when Stannis was first shut down. She said. Do you have free checking? (laughs) Hashtag, uh, you know, attributed to Stannis Baratheon. So he was shown the door essentially until he didn't try very
2: hard. No, he didn't. Stannis needs to, if he wants to be king, he needs to stand this up for himself and not let. (laughs) not let davos oh, carry it stannis the man is that's stannis like a, up a meow
3: you've been writing these down haven't you i know i have not i swear to god
2: the only thing i have written for this is davos and bravos i'm gonna say that one more time because i think it's hilarious I have um shown but me. yeah, stannis yeah. Just, sounds like a they, sitcom yeah the <laughs> the, <laughs> the, uh, oh, the iron welcome, bank the iron bank tells they're like mm, i don't think so no and Stannis is like, fine. And he stands up and he walks away and, and like, doesn't say anything. Well, what can he, he, he say? A-
3: Every, anything he says will be lost on them because they, they shot him down right away. They said names don't mean anything here. Your books have usurper in them, all these other words that are just crap on a cracker. It's just uh, Lord of the Andals, yeah, protector of the realm. Well, there's another protector of the realm protecting the realm right now. They're just like, right. this means nothing to us. And Stannis, it's not that he doesn't stick up for himself. He, just, he doesn't see a way. Davos sure. Davos sees that way and he vouches for Stannis' character and he talks about, you know, paying him back and that sort of thing with the cut off sure. fingers. Again, just Davos is so fixated on the fact that he lost his fingers. Um, oh come on. But no, but it show. it does show
0: that Stannis does his, yeah. pay his debts, Exactly, it's super
3: effective. And right. yeah, yeah. it's just like, show him the hand, Davos, show him the hand. I think that's
2: interesting, actually, Micah, that Stannis pays his debts since that's that is, that, those are the Lannister words. Yes. But clearly they have not been paying their debts, and Stannis very much intends to.
1: Did you see how badly the that davos destroyed the lannisters oh right it was there, awesome on camera i mean he just went through every name and was like do you need anything else because i could stand at the Tyrion's trial and say stuff that i heard because i know all <laughs> i mean he he really just deconstructed those characters right at the beginning of the episode in this yeah. sort of strange land that we've never seen these two men you know as far as it goes is you know we've seen davos in some weird places after what happened to him in blackwater but in this episode we got to see davos in a, I guess you could call it a hot tub house slash brothel. I saw one in Eastern Promises. I don't know what they're called, but he was there, and then he was at the Iron Bank of Bravos with Mark Gaddis. I mean, talk about just, hey, it's the sixth episode, and we want to make it really cool at the beginning. I was so happy with how this
0: worked out. Can I say, though, um, it w- it was cool to me when they first entered Bravos because for the first time in a long time, I felt like we were entering a place in this world that was just at peace, and there yeah. wasn't anything mm-hmm. that was going yeah. on. It was very calm there wasn't sort of the the craziness that comes with a lot of the other places that we visited. Um, but just to um, to touch on Davos here for a second, I think that he knew unless he made something happen, he was in a lot of trouble because the looks that he was getting from Stannis as that yes. conversation was going on was mm-hmm. basically – I'm going to throw you over the side of the boat.
1: No, I'm sacrificing everyone when we get back.
2: Yeah. Right. There, Yourself as included. As though it was Davos' fault – I could not figure that out. I understand that it was an inconvenience for Stannis, but this was a really good idea, and yeah. Stannis was doing literally nothing to help his own case. And yet, when when they shut him down, he gives Davos this look like you are so fucking dead right now. I was like, dude, that's a little that the unfair. Maybe maybe. Try to make an argument for yourself. I don't know. Just like putting it all in Davos is a is a little bit. further. Oh, furthermore, pride.
3: we've we've all had, we've had several discussions on this podcast about Stannis's character, and I think we all agree. Like he actually wouldn't be the greatest king. He's a little too harsh.
0: He's a little no. too hard. He's not a people person. He's, that's no, for he's sure. He's not a people he's person
2: not at all.
3: And so for Davos to still be sticking up for him, I think makes it uh, even better. For 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 Davos to say this is the guy you should put your money in. Um, it, it makes his words that much more effective. It's a clear bromance, and Stannis doesn't deserve Davos. Well, yeah. I
1: will say that Stannis is the one true king, damn it. All right?
0: Damn it. He even had those nice new banners on the ship as they were sailing yeah, in. they were lovely. But speaking of bromances, uh, Davos and Salad Arsan, <gasps> I mean, that was just <laughs> – Clearly a dog agrees with me. Uh, Sorry. (laughs) My my stupid dog. This takes me back a couple years to other dogs that have made appearances on the show. (laughs) But it was, uh, it was just a funny scene. You know, it was, it was great just to watch the two of them interact. And Davos was just sitting there smiling the whole time, cracking lines. It was great.
1: Like you said, it was different seeing the show in a place that is civilized and that someone else that we don't really know and that we kind of can trust is doing their job okay because the place is as big and is running as smoothly as it appears mm-hmm. in the opening shot at least. Like yeah. we can we can feel comfortable with Davos for a moment with this old friend that we haven't seen in so long.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's exactly. You knew once you heard his voice and you knew that or San was in the scene, you knew you were going to get funny for at least five minutes. Mm-hmm. And you don't always get funny in this show. No. It's just because it it has gotten to be so serious, but it ties back with what Eric asked, you know, at the very beginning of the show. And or I hope it was Eric, but uh, <laughs> Somebody. no, the, the question was about do we feel like we're moving, or was it you, Zach, who asked about moving yeah, away? Yeah, that was Zach. Oh. That was totally Zach. Right, I let, right. So it ties back to what Zach asked at the very beginning of the episode: Do we feel like we're moving away? From the Game of Thrones that we've known for so long, you know, and sort of broadening the world in which we live, and and these characters that we become so familiar with are moving in all these different directions, right? Sansa's finally out of King's Landing. Arya's been out on her own for such a long time, still unnoticed. Yeah, and you know, John's doing his thing at the Wall, but he's been in twelve different places, and. Rob's dead. Catelyn's dead, and, and Ned has been gone for such a long time, and and now Tyrion. We don't really know what his fate is going to be, um, but it it is changing. It's the the, the story is definitely progressing. Joffrey's dead. Um, a lot of the characters that we've gone that we've gotten to either love or hate over the course of the last few seasons are either no longer with us or they're moving on to, and their storyline is expanding.
2: Zach, I have, I've interpreted your Tara note, by the way, what is it? I've, I've, oh, I've translated please. it.
1: Oh yeah. No, that's what it is. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, we finally got to see her and she was one of those people that she, I mean, she's a character that we haven't got to see in so long. And I feel like the moment that she started speaking about the letter she'd gotten I was hoping that would have been that it was from Ramsey because that would have just made it a little bit more sexier. Like she's not mad at Ruth; she's actually mad at the guy who did it. And boom, it was him. So
2: awesome.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Yara, props to her for leading the charge. She was the first one up that grappling hook.
2: Yeah, she's was um, taking names up there. Yeah. That What's was your awesome. name? Ugh.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's,
1: it's stabbing. <laughs> Everyone here is named Ugh. Maybe his name was Tara. Maybe that's what I wrote down.
0: I just wanted to make sure and and I know this will please Eric to no end uh but <laughs> I it, it shouldn't get lost um the performance of Alfie Allen in this episode because oh, yeah. he did an amazing job as Reek in remaining fiercely fiercely loyal uh to Ramsay Snow and not opting to go with his sister and I, to have to play that kind of deranged character has to be I mean it's probably fun on some level, but it's got to be so difficult because he he just looks beaten and battered and completely subservient. Yeah.
3: Something that I imagine is being almost easier to do in the book because you get Theon's perspective as he's beaten down. But in the show, all I could see was really that Theon – well, Reek, we have to call him I guess at this point. Um, it was just so terrified of what Ramsay would do, that he wouldn't yeah. leave his cage. <laughs> it's just like, right.
2: wow. Like,
0: that he sleeps with the dogs. Yes. yes. The dog. Yeah. This commands. was a bad
2: episode to have a standout performance if you weren't Peter Dinklage. <laughs> yeah. And I think I think Alfie did. yeah, you know, there were a lot of terrific mm-hmm. performances, but but Alfie's was awesome. It definitely. It was. Will will go by the wayside compared to Tyrion Lannister, but yeah, his his mania like fighting against his sister as she's trying to rescue him and then she just writes him off.
3: Yeah, well she had to. She had a she had so few, so little time in which to enact his escape. And when when he refused her, that just showed, well, A, how broken he was, but B, how he, he... And if he was still a little bit Theon... It just he prefers
1: those quarters to to being back home with his father. Well, do you remember what happened the last time he was so like amazingly broke out? Like, follow me, follow me. Everything will be safe. He's scared of even, I guess, the chance of it not working or even of the whole thing being a farce. So he's just like, I'll stay here and whatever happens, happens.
2: And we don't we don't even know how many times he's tried to escape. Like this, this could be like the 15th time someone yeah. has tried to help him or he's tried to get away and he's just losing body parts left and right. So.
3: Fortunately, Yara is, is kept alive. She's allowed to leave. I guess Ramsay just gets the dogs to chase her out. He likes seeing carnage as much as the next guy, I guess. But regardless, he rewards... Maybe a little
2: more than the next yeah, guy.
3: Yeah, a little more than the next guy. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, you came to this castle, whatever, go back, thanks, bye. Oh, and
2: can we mention that he was... Killing all these people, these armored men, and and in stark contrast, I think to what the Hound taught Arya, which was like you need oh, that's armor perfect. and a big fucking sword. That's... and Ramsey is killing everyone bare chested, yep. covered in blood, and insane with joy, shooting fire at people. So much fun! I'm glad
3: you pointed that out.
2: Yeah, I, I I don't know exactly what the message there is. Like maybe mania can be your armor.
3: <laughs> um, yes, if you have the gall. You shall get them all. Um,
0: the- <laughs> Did you just make that up now? Yeah, well,
3: if you have, like, all, you'll kill them all. Something like that. I'll perfect it later. It's um, like a Metallica
1: song. But, it
3: be. really, Ramsay rewards Reek with a bath. Come on. I mean, this is something right. that, again, I think it's probably more clear in the story that he's refusing. You know, Theon is not allowed to bathe. It's all part of making him part of the Persona. Um, you know, of reek of this creature that reeks of, you know, can't smell. And I have to say, they didn't really cake on any of the dirt. Theon looked pretty clean when he was getting into that bath. Sorry. But still, it's, it's a big deal that that is your reward. And it's supposed to be this, this great thing. And it seemed to feel good. But I really want to ask what you guys think of what Ramsey said to him that he's going to need to pretend to be somebody he's not. Guess what? It's Theon. Greyjoy.
2: Yeah. I, my theory is that he is going to send him in as a Trojan horse to take Pike um, because he he knows that it was Yara who came to rescue him. And, and Ramsay is now interested in taking over the Iron Islands. You
1: think it's Pike? I'm confused yeah. because I think that he probably knows and understands that after Yara's plan and leaving him and seeing that he was fighting the whole time, that maybe it won't be completely believable that he just broke out and you know, we'll go up to his father with a sword in his hand, unguarded. I don't know. I just feel like, are they going to send him to the wall? Is that the castle they were talking about? There's just too many castles. a lot of damn castles it's, in it's this show. It's
3: just so, like, it, it's an impossible situation because if he goes, if he reaches out to somebody and says, I'm Theon Greyjoy, I've just escaped from the Boltons, he could still be on the Bolton's side. It's just because of how devastated or how devastatingly um changed he has revealed himself he, to be. he
2: i think certainly will be on the Bolton side we can we can rest assured that reek is a creature that belongs to ramsey at this point yeah um and whatever happens will be a traitorous but thing but like to, that to he's, what that he's end
3: doing. i mean where does it stop where does theon just get some release where can he just
2: Die
0: in I peace
2: know. and not have any of this I know you torture. love you love Theon so yeah, much. Yeah, Look what? at you. Facebook says so. You
0: know, uh, at times <laughs> <laughs> but with the Facebook cover. No, stop uh, with the Stop the mentioning. No, no, I think it's great. We did you, you change like it I said, to the cover photo,
1: or was it? I didn't change that oh, okay. up. I didn't.
0: No, I didn't. No, somebody that. did. That was oh, Sam, <laughs> probably. Was not and me. He, okay. he guards the wall. Sam guards the wall. Oh. So it was Sam. No, oh, a couple of things. I think it was really uh, important what you brought up earlier, Kate, about the fact that he he probably just thought it as being another trick to get him yes. to safety, and and it was really important that they included something like that um, last season uh, with Ramsey tricking him and, and making Theon think that he was getting to safety when in fact he really wasn't. But the the question I had was, with this was. Where was Ramsey? Was he at the Dreadfort? Was he at Moat Uh Because, you know, he's given the directive by his father in earlier episode to go and take that, um, you know, and, and basically do battle with the Greyjoys uh, down there. So I was just trying to figure out where this was all taking place this episode.
2: It looked like the Dreadfort yeah. to me when when Yara pulls up in the boat and the same dogs were there. Right. Oh, those were so, the,
3: the dogs that they sicked on the, the girls.
2: man The man eating dog. Yeah. Okay,
0: so then maybe it's Mo Kalen that he's going That's to what I was thinking. Yeah. be sent as I an know. envoy to, you know, uh, knowing that his people are there, yeah. that it could all be a trick.
3: You know, we saw him on a horse in one of the previews and we're like, oh, he gets free. But no, he's just on a mission for Ramsey Bolton. Great.
0: Do you think it's dangerous, though, for Ramsey to tell him to be more like theon do you mm-hmm. think that that could get him back into the mindset of actually right. being theon
2: i feel like he's so broken i want
3: for it too but i don't think it mm-hmm. will because his own sister this... was there with a rescue plan and he turned it down
2: exactly that was his final test i feel like whether what i don't think ramsay planned it to be <laughs> but it was it was definitely the final straw where ramsay's like ah oh, this dude won't even go home with his own sister let's uh let's remake him into the model image of theon and send him off
3: yeah, it's totally it's totally twisted to take Theon Greyjoy, turn him into Reek, and then tell him to go pretend to be Theon Greyjoy again. But yeah. secretly he's Reek. It's just That's it's like recru- recu- it's so good. It's recruiting It's recruiting so somebody in the most psychologically torturous way by giving them a whole new identity and then having them pretend to be their old one. It's unbelievable. We mentioned some of Essos earlier with Bravos, but of course there was also the scenes in Marine scenes in Marine. The, Marine the Marines, scenes. the strong, the proud, the Marines, the few, the proud, the Marines. Which, which oh, is boy. it? I'll, I'll stop. While Simplified. I'm the few,
0: the proud, the Marines. There
2: you are. Yes. We'll fix it in post. Or it's <laughs> actually the
0: Miranese. The Miranese.
3: Ah, so, uh, miranese The Miranese. So yeah, Marine.
0: So, Danny- Marine. 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 Okay. Marine. Marine.
1: <laughs> As in of water, of and or relating to aqua. <laughs> we got to see Daenerys on her throne. And I think that yeah. that, was, that was five episodes coming. She's there, she's comfy, and she's at work. Mm. She is at I work. Know. She was uh, holding,
3: what, what would we call it, uh, council, or she was just allowing villagers and, and passersby to. to That's
2: come like in. her her office hours. Yeah, I think yeah,
3: okay. public office okay. hours. So she was she was having a lot of fun. It seemed at first, mm. you know, a guy comes in and he's like, well. Your dragons, they kind of burnt my sheep. And she's like, uh, well, I'll give you, uh, I'll tell you what, three times what they're worth. How about that? Just dishing out money. Here, Super take prepared. the gold. And he, he's so happy. He bows. He runs out. She's smiling. Backless. He's hes carrying his little bag of sheep bones or whatever. Uh, goat, goat bones. And she's having the time of her life being this benevolent dictator. But then, of course, she meets this guy who comes in and has a real problem with what she's done even so far and suddenly things aren't as fun for her anymore and by the time this guy leaves she's like oh man how many more do we have uh because it's really taken out of her this guy comes in and is able to question everything that she's done so far and i really like this scene i think it uh paid off some of the conversation we had about her previously and just her her antics, not only not heeding her own counsel, but in treating all of these men the same.
2: This conversation that she had with um, the the son of one of the masters reminded me of you, Eric.
3: Oh, because which, you which brought part? up in an
2: earlier <laughs> you brought up in an earlier episode. Uh, you said, "Well, is it really fair of her to crucify people who might not have had anything to actually do with the, the crucifixion of the slave children along the road?" Um, and would got into this whole debate about slavery being part of their culture or whatever. But, um, it made me think of that. And, um, it really humanized that fact with this, this man who's like, what's done is done. He's barely keeping it together. Um, but he would just like to. Bury his his father and and give him some dignity and death, and Danny doesn't want it at first. she fights against him, she tells him she's like, "No, what about all of these little children that in his he's like my dad didn't want that to happen, but um it, it happened anyway, and you you punished him for a crime he didn't commit, and that's cool, that's fine, but I'd really like to bury him and she eventually finds some mercy, which i was uh I was pleased with, and I found a little bit surprising. I really thought she'd stick to her guns.
3: Well, I I guess the the things they talk about are... At one point, he asks for all of the guys to be buried, I think. All of the people to be taken down and buried, you know, with dignity and that. And she settles for it. She says, go and take your father down or whatever. Um, So it's still far from being perfect. But again, it's the situation where, as you say, he he said, my father has vocally opposed the the, the crucifying of these children. Um, He was overruled. And so it happened... But he was not in a way you're you're judging him unfairly yeah um, she's
2: she's learning a lot about being queen in this episode in this very, very short scene she learns um she she lets down a little bit of of her i guess uh rigid ethical. Um veil that she she has she's she she kind of lowers it, she lets some mercy through, which I think is very important, which has been something that has been advised by her counsel before um and she also learns that she has two hundred and twelve more supplicants waiting for her, and that being queen is not super awesome all the time it's a,
0: it's a great point because um you know all she has to really do is look to her left, look to her right, because those two have been advising her for quite some time. And I don't think she's really taken full stock in a lot of what they've had to say. And in watching the episode, I, you know, Eric definitely thought about conversations that we've had in the past on the show. Um, especially when his darzo Lorac comes in and he's a recurring character in the series. So I think it's important that, you know, we mention his name You mean in the books In well, and I assume he will, you know, make another appearance in the TV show oh, as very well. Nice. Very nice. Uh, you know, it, it's, It's humbling in a way, and and I think she realizes that her problems is pretty similar to what Kate has said, is more than just, you know, um, repaying goat herders, um, you know, three times over what uh, they lost. You know, things are not that simple, and she realizes that, you know, a man probably in this case was unjustly killed. It – not to get too political, but it it, it reminds me of, let's say, you have a law that's voted on by Congress – Not everybody is going to vote in favor of the law. So do you take action against those people who may not have supported it but couldn't do anything to prevent it from happening? So it's a bit similar for for Hisdar's father in this case.
1: I think the mechanic in this case was meant not only for Daenerys but also us, the audience – because we've seen her so angrily conquering these places that have had really no face, that have just had these large monolithic structures that are just so grandiose and so CGI'd and not real at all. So let's just burn it down with your fake dragons too. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. But what Hisdar did in this scene was put a story behind one of the guys that was viciously nailed to a cross, essentially. She she mm-hmm. she put a story into this man that helped restore this pyramid that she was sitting in, helped restore these structures across this very grand And historic city that has so much inside of it and I'm sure has housed some great minds and some great people that have been very, very much against evil done by stupid people, but people with power sometimes and a lot of times almost always make terrible, terrible decisions. And so in this case, he was just pleading to her, but like I said, also telling us that. While you're doing these things, it is good to take all of it into account, the big picture that so much is happening. And I think us as an audience, we really haven't thought about the small details when Danny is doing things. But on the other hand, out West, the small details are all that drive it. You know, like we're not looking at the big picture of a wall getting attacked just because it's getting attacked. We're seeing the inside of Blackwater. We're seeing the struggle with Joffrey. We're seeing the struggle with the hound not liking fire. We're seeing personal development within these big structures. And that's something that we haven't got to see yet. So hopefully that's what's coming now because it's worked for the story so far in the West. I think introducing that now with Danny. you know, we got to see the small council. Now we got to see her... Actually, on the throne, which is two scenes we've got to see the West perform many different times with many different kings. Even now, she's sort of getting her shot at it, and she was one for one at the very beginning. So let's put our hands together for Danny, right? Like she kicked ass on the first guy. She did, right? She Three did. times yeah. the amount. I mean, she come did. On. oh, she yeah. she keeps doing that, and she's gonna find herself in the same position as the Lannisters. <laughs> well, not if <laughs> so she way. Keeps taking cities for free because she got the Unsullied for free. She stole them, so she's actually ahead if you think about it. <laughs> just take all of Marine's gold and give it back to her. I him. think it
2: was important for the the scene because Danny has thought of herself, I I believe, as a like a justicar. She's coming through and delivering righteousness and freedom, um, and she's the mother of dragons, and everyone worships her, and she thinks she's doing all these good things, and she has just been told that she's a murderer. Maybe for the first time, she realizes she killed an innocent man. And uh, I, I think she kind of, her face kind of pales at the end when she finally allows him to to take his father down. Um, and and that's a again a lot of important lessons that Danny's learning about being a ruler.
3: Let's hope those lessons continue, and let's yes. hope less people get it. <laughs> so <Chris Pine. laughs> while
0: uh, Drogon definitely owned that goat. Oh, we're going to. Oh it. my god. Okay. Many goats from the from the sound of it. Goats. Uh, I want to know what are all of your owns for this episode. Mm. Can I just do an an honorary own here? Um, And and I'm going to have to fact check this because I don't know that it's 100% true. It would be an own in and of itself and actually is from um, Caleb Graves, but it comes through Entertainment Weekly that this is the first episode in the series that has not had a Stark in it. Oh, my gosh.
3: Guys, we are turning a corner. We
0: no longer need the
3: Starks to tell this story. Damn it!
0: Is that wow. possible? Okay. Yeah, we got to get our fact checkers. Well, on she it. was in the episode. Preview. Sam, what's Sam doing?
3: She was. She was in the episode preview. <laughs> He's
0: Aria. working in the <laughs> bank. Sorry
2: and Sansa were both in the preview. The the uh, sand, The what? The snow castle was was mm. in the preview. Yes. Um, and I, I can't wait for that. That's that's, that's really real owns now. They, Let's, yeah, that's okay. a good honoree on this. That. I, like I like that. that. I like yeah.
1: the idea. It's yeah. a good hone. <laughs> <laughs> Way to hone that own in. Oh, Sorry, gosh.
2: I think my own goes to Davos and Bravos. Yeah, partially so I can just drop that again, but um, also because he really turned that situation around. Stannis has funding now, which makes him a power player. Um, we didn't even discuss what that means for Stannis if he can actually afford to feed his troops, hire more people, buy more boats, um, and so I, th- I think that that Davos just sort of changed. Uh, the the power he shifted the power as far as the War of the Five Kings goes, um, and and St- Stannis actually might there have you a uh, fighting like it. chance.
1: Looks that way. The
0: War of the how many kings are left at this point? Uh, Speaking
2: of which, Tom, Tommen was wearing that crown very well. Oh, I, yeah. think I, he, I think that. he was.
0: And very as well. he
1: left the
3: as he left the room, you think
0: the gel propped it up enough? In his hair? <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh,
3: slam! He, he um,
2: delivered his, his line very well and he descended from the throne with dignity. And I thought, I was like, well, hell, yeah. Tom and is speaking, is speaking very authoritatively, um, and, and seemed very confident. Was into
3: it. As he left, as he left the chamber, I couldn't help but think that I saw like Joffrey, <laughs> just because Whoa, they look boom. no, 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 oh. no. Like he got a little like, head nod from his dad. <laughs> the back of his, the back of his head looked like Joffrey's head. I was like, oh yeah, they Sip are. In his brother's like, shadow, like
2: like their brothers.
3: Yep. Um My own <laughs> is kind of a meadow own. It goes to the location scouts who found the valley for the dragon to roast the goats in because that was a beautiful. Uh, landscape it was, and it was, I don't it was. know where they find these places or how they decide upon them. That was the great Valley, but it, it, it looked really nice. And, um, I have to say that that was a first scene that I don't even know how they filmed it. I'll look forward to watching the behind the scenes, but the dragon owning the, uh, the goats and just that whole location that they chose for that to take place was awesome. So nice. That's my, <laughs> I have
0: to give my own in an episode that easily can be given to Tyrion, uh, to Prince Oberyn, uh, Go on. because he just kept it real during this trial. <laughs> he he had the line of all lines that, or l- can at least be considered funny, um, when Shay says he told me to fuck him like it was his last night in this world, and then Prince Oberyn says, "Did you?" <laughs> and she said, "Did I what?" Did you fuck him like it was his last (laughs) night in this world? And I wish I could do the accent, but Mr. I can't. And I'd probably make him sound too. like the Lucky Charms leprechaun. <laughs> uh, but uh... Oh, did you
2: fuck him like it was <laughs> the last night? in this world? <laughs> did you? Did you? Oh, did you? <laughs> oh, did you? Oh, failure right? Christian is going to be so mad about my terrible Irish accent. <laughs> oh yes, Jeff. <laughs> yes, I
0: did. So, okay, uh, that was a little southern too. But uh, anyway, the point is, um, I just thought he brought a little bit of levity to. Uh, very serious situation.
2: kind of always does he's good at that certainly he's good at levity zach
1: i'm good at levity too kate because i'm gonna give you mm-hmm. my own uh to mm-hmm. everybody that's listening i'm gonna give my own people listening at home grabbing very fiercely onto whatever they're sitting or standing on to a uh, mr tywin lannister tywin lannister gets my own for one reason and that's from his iron-fisted light control over mace tyrell his paper fetcher, his quill fetcher, <laughs> his man of many praises—just Mace is is in it to win it for Taiwan, and I think that's cool. He found himself Amazing. a right hand man that is a man, but also he found himself a right hand man who is a lord, and that's pretty cool, right? I mean, he's just listening to everything this guy says. It he's was so sad. It was comedically ridiculous what this man was doing for him.
2: There was there was a line that Mace delivered during the trial um, when Cersei is she's the witness and she she quotes the line about. What Tyrion said about how her joy will turn to ashes in her mouth. She's and she's very serious. And and Mace says, "Your own brother said this to you." <laughs> I was like, "Dude, have you yes. met Elena, Like, have you it? watched
1: the show? Have you not watched since you started <laughs> acting on the show? Because everything, fa- <laughs> yeah, everything Olena said about
3: him <laughs> or the men in her family, as an extension, uh, totally seems to be coming true. Sadly, very, very sadly.
0: He's a younger Picel. He was so
1: surprised at how rough those situations got with those Lannisters. He was like, whoa, <laughs> he said that to you? Oh, man. He was like, wait, you're his what? His what? She's like, I'm this whore. He's like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, I got go no, oh, to go back to no. Highgarden. Oh. This is just... So, Mace, thank you, sir, for existing and for your mm-hmm. great gift to Joffrey. We still think it was a good one, so... Yeah, nice yes.
0: Tywin also dropped a hundred silver stags on the, he- the, hound- the head of the hound. Yeah, I got that right finally. <laughs> I think that's important moving forward too.
1: That was going to be one of my owns where the hound is still getting talked about. He's getting spoken about at the small council. The guys that are planning stuff are like, oh, by the way, the hound's out running loose down the countryside. And they're like, is anyone trying to stop him? And he's like, well, five people did, but that's it. They're dead now.
3: You know what's weird <laughs> is that he's been spotted, but nobody's mentioned Arya who's with him. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about earlier, like, good for her. I was worried that Arya would be outed right here at the the council meeting in this episode. The mountain
0: also got mentioned in that meeting. How about just Varys for bringing all the knowledge? I mean, he's the only one who has any idea what the hell's going on. And I have That's no idea true. what That's true. Mike going has on good
2: him. point. Varys is the one who brings this knowledge. He might be purposely leaving out the fact that Arya's with him. Do you
1: hear all that. of the stuff we're, we're we're hearing each other say? We're at the end of the episode and just a mention of things from a mention of a thing that happened to be an own is spawning all this conversation. So before we destroy the, 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 I guess the capacity of our iTunes episode, we're going to get to your owns because you sent a bunch to us, but we promise that everything else we didn't talk about, as usual, we will be discussing later in the week.
0: And now it's time for Eric Skull reads the tweets.
1: It's... Hopefully a minute 15 seconds. Go. Mike
3: Scannoni says, You are not my friend, my friend. Very happy <laughs> to see the return of Solidor Son. <laughs> Gabriel Brown says varus just owned the game of foreshadowing at Game of Ones. Emily Rugburn says my own goes to Ramsey for totally owning bath time. <laughs> Let me pet you with this sponge.
0: <laughs> there was no rubber duck.
3: Uh, Mike Lewis says Peter Dinklage owning everything ever That was so effing good Thank you Mike mm-hmm. Jan Habtmichael Michael says My own of the week goes to Tyrion Quote I saved the city and all your worthless lives I should have let Stannis kill you all Fun There you go yeah. Kevin Bloomfield says own goes to Jamie for being a good biggie I don't mm-hmm. know what that is Big brother. 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 Oh, big brother. Oh, Biggie Smalls. Aren't you a biggie, Eric? I am a biggie. Come on, bud. This sounds ridiculous. I can't (laughs) say this. All right. (laughs) Deneen Cole says, best episode ever. Tyrion owns the episode. I'm guilty of being a dwarf. I've been on trial for that my whole life. Mm -hmm. Andy Robillard says, wow, knew it was coming and still got shocked by Shay. But Drogon gets the honorable mention. Just for killing stuff, I agree. Ram Dent says, Hisdar Zolorek owned Danny for not being more careful when crucifying the slavers. Very true. Anthony Runyon says, Oh wow, what an ending. Owner of the Week goes to Tyrion for owning all of King's Landing with the truth. Andrew Erbs says, Varys owned that episode with his line, Unfortunately, I don't forget anything. Neither do we. Yes. Bill Bennett says, Daenerys got owned by Inigo Montoya. (laughs) Who killed my father <laughs> <Prepare to die. laughs> um, Omega Rupio oh I love this guy Omega Rupio says uh, My own goes to Shay, being an attention whore Oh Manu says own to Alfie Whose performance will likely get lost In the deserved Dinklage Hoopla Mm -hmm. Reek is truly pathetic and broken There you go That's exactly what we talked about on the show Manu Mm -hmm. Caesar T says My own goes to the biggest boss in Westeros Tywin Lannister For maneuvering Jaime into utter surrender With a nary a blow dealt Okay, Josh Green says my own goes to Shay for setting Tyrion into rampage and paying back her debt Okay, Daniel says safe to say angry Tyrion is the resounding own closing off the episode this week Great job to Peter Dinklage owning that scene Everyone loves Peter Uh, Judd Blevins says own goes to Ramsay Snow Well, you certainly got bigger balls than he ever did to Yara Greyjoy He does
2: A little too close to home
3: huge Yeah Margot Tywin owned Jamie, quote, you will father children with the last name Lannister. Oh, Ooh, damn, I didn't
2: even I didn't even
3: catch yeah, that. You did. Christina Bailey says Shay owned all of my feels, then all of my anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to Emily says, <laughs> my own goes to Oberyn Martell for owning the entire small council. <laughs> Multiple times. Mm-hmm. He did.
0: He didn't even stand up by the way. So
3: cool to see him there. Oh very much so. Timothy Mulligan, my own goes to those dogs. Apparently they are scarier to Yara than trained soldiers.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was a Resident little weird. Evil? She was she was she was still armed. She could've she could have killed those dogs, but she's like, oh no. Oh, no.
1: Not, not worth it. Theon's just
3: staying. And finally, uh, for this, EVA, this segment of Reads the Tweets, and much longer than one minute and five seconds, <laughs> as was promised, uh, Bob Capuccia says, ah, the... Tyrion owned Shay oh, literally. Cool. And that was Eric Skull.
0: Reads the Tweets in. However long it took Or less.
1: Or less, Eric. Mighty fine job again this week, sir. I don't know how you do it. Oh, it's uh, the power of editing. The power. The vicious power that we send from <laughs> our loins to you, the listeners. The, the ear holes loins. that will receive. Loins. I mean, uh, whatever, the vocal cords, that's it. That are listening to our show. They <laughs> <laughs> you wrote us owns. <laughs> Eric read them. We presented them and offered our thoughts in the background. And now we're here, where Eric will tell mm-hmm. you how to send them to us. Isn't that how it works?
3: You can send us your owns on Twitter. At reply us, at game of owns on Twitter, just like those of the ones that we just read. And also like John Johnny, who has an additional last minute own that I would like to add in. Alone. He said, My own goes to the G O T team for visualizing the Titan of Bravos. You can keep your Dorn, send me to Bravos. That
1: should be on their brochure. Well done.
3: Owns just like that can be sent to at Game of Owns on Twitter. Of course, there's not just Twitter to uh, keep in your mind there is also facebook where you can scroll upon our wall go to facebook.com slash game of owns say hi to sam who patrols that for us and submit your owns to us that way and finally you can of course send us an email as well with comments thoughts suggestions and owns that email address is at game of the
0: one it is one other way you can leave us some feedback is by heading on over to itunes where you can rate and review the show in the month of may Nothing less than five stars is acceptable. And uh, we've been getting in a lot of reviews, and they've been piling up. Uh, iTunes is yelling at us, so uh, we need to get through those. And we will, uh, rest assured, on an upcoming episode of Goo. I think now is
1: the time that I hope we can talk to everyone that's listening. You've heard us speak this whole episode, and that's great. That's what normally happens. But we do have to say that this week, a very special treat that's only happened one time before – will be happening by popular demand yet again. Does
0: anybody want to do the honors? Well, Zach,
1: I heard
0: a little bird, you know, flew up to my window the other night. It just like, sounded just like that, just by the heard way. I a bird. I did too. That was weird, and <laughs> that wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, our episodes have been so jam packed these, these last few weeks, and I feel like the only way to really get into the meat of some of these episodes is to speak with somebody who's responsible for making them.
2: That would be really nice. We should do that. We we should do that.
0: There there, there are two episodes in particular I think that really could use – a lot of in-depth analysis um, beyond what we've already provided, you know. Because let's face it, you know, we're we're good, but I think there's probably somebody out there that can lend a little bit more insight into them.
1: Well, just this episode particular was one I think we definitely will need to include. There was so much that we couldn't even get to. The court scene had so much dialogue. I think there's a lot to soak in, people. We'll right. definitely be rewatching this multiple times. I right?
2: will. What can we do about that? Let's. I don't know. I feel like we should get somebody on the show. I mean, I know I'm new, and I really don't have a lot of sway. Yeah. But I was wondering can you, got you guys get somebody though. on the show? I got I have mad sweat. Got to be someone with
1: the know-how <laughs> and the elbow grease to really It's got to be somebody. Into yeah. Well,
3: who wrote this yeah. episode? This one? Yeah,
1: that's it. what it's, I'm thinking. Uh, let, me, let me it? google that yeah. really quick. The, uh... Okay, fine. Let's just say it. Brian we will be joining our show this week. <laughs> He's coming to hang out with us tomorrow night. We'll be uh what? recording the entire thing. You're going to have between now the time you just heard us say it and until that time late on Tuesday evening To get us in. Everything you want to say. Hello. Words of praise. Words of more praise. Mm -hmm. And uh, beyond that, some particular questions that we would like to throw past this person. Brad Cogman being co-producer and writer on Game of Thrones. Very exciting.
0: Extremely exciting. And his brother Ryan may show up too. He may. It's a danger.
2: He doesn't have a brother named Ryan.
0: You don't know that. I think it's going to be really great to talk to somebody who can really get into the details of what this past episode was about. And then also... Episode four as well, which was a huge episode, um, you know, that uh, had some things take place in it that um, the show took some liberties with. So Mm -hmm. um, I'm really looking forward to having that conversation with Brian. And, uh, you know, he's he's always been uh, a lot of fun to have on the show the last time he was on. So I'm. I'm pumped. I'm ready.
1: This is for you guys listening at home. We're having Brian on because this is the moment. This is the pedestal, Game of owns. listeners. Send in the things you want us to say slash the things you want to hear because the next episode is coming and it is coming very soon. Have we forgotten our names? <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. I'm Kate. I'm Eric. I'm Zach. And I'm Micah. Stay gooey. Just mm-hmm. go with the default outro.
2: Yeah. Default. <laughs> default. See you guys. Insert default. That one's safe to go with. (laughs)
1: This commercial break is brought to you by the Chicago which line? Uh, the <laughs> blue line. Blue line. No, I'm sorry, the green line. Sandwich line. I don't um, know. <laughs> come to Jimmy John's. <laughs> Anthony, run. You know where you live. <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> mate. Um,
2: Me. Mate. Okay. Um, mate, Mike. Okay. On the count of three, we'll say the same thing. <laughs>
0: Okay, I like that. I don't know what I'm we're gonna, beam gonna say. I'm gonna it to you psychically. Right. Ready? Okay.
2: One, two, three. And Brian uh, Cogman's is gonna be on the show. That was that was so <laughs> terrible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was the worst.
0: Uh, let's see. How can we do this? Um, so you said what you said.
3: Yeah. yeah. Why not? Let's right just jump it. right into it. Yeah. We already have 17 ohms. <laughs> wow.
1: Ready for the clap? Yes. You want you want to count us, Eric?
3: I'll do it after this train. I can hear a train coming. So I don't hear
0: it. We don't hear it. Don't you got to no do it anyway, right? over the train. You must be louder than the train. Do you think I'll need water this whole session?
3: I just grabbed a tall glass and filled it with ice and water. I don't know if I will. I, it means I have to get up, man.
1: I really now do you hear the train? Yeah, I heard yeah. It. Okay, yeah. there you
3: go. Okay, so I heard it. like a roller coaster. I heard it, yeah. My uh, my nipples uh, start to have like a little sensitivity, and I know that a train's well. oh
2: that's right. definitely going at the end of the show. We don't it's... need to hear about your nipples for the last <laughs> right. time, man.
1: Right to nipples, Eric. Every time, do like ESPN or something.